<laughs> I don't care I'm to the point that I don't want to talk about it. They're okay, interesting, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. I just think they're just <laughs> they're fun. I like polls. But so do I. That's just me. Hmm. It's not just you. Hmm. Okay, Dave. Dave. I wasn't thinking anything. So, all right, without further ado, five, four, three, two, one. I love the world in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love Welcome back, everybody. This is the Happy Hour at HappyHour on Twitter.com. My name is David Auger, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter. I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Hello, I'm Veronica. My, <laughs> whatever. That's Veronica. My... <laughs> Yay. <laughs> My Twitter handle <laughs> is at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper. And Beth. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And we're the happy hour again. Thank you for joining us once again on this spectacular Friday night. It is immediately after uh, the game where the Habs faced off against the Columbus Blue Jackets and made silly mockery out of them in the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so let's see. Yeah, let's break Let's break uh, the game down goal by goal. And we pretty much all we have to talk about is Thomas. Ta-ta! Ta-ta! Oh my lord, what a game for tuna tatar. Tater tot got us free french fries, except Abs- only actually none of us get free french fries cuz none of us live, none of in, us Montreal. live in Montreal. But no or wings, no wings. I mean, they only scored so four close. goals. Only four goals. <laughs> only four goals against the uh the rookie upstart that's backing up Bobrovsky. Let's not even get into that whole situation. Oh lord. Holy Christ almighty. Yeah, no. So, um yeah, no, these are all really good goals. Uh, uh, first period, Weber gets a shot in off a great play by Chapu, who's doing everything in his power to redeem oh, yeah. himself for that ridiculous penalty <laughs> at the end of the Bruins game. And, I and did, a game that we won. And a game that we won as well, and we're going to talk about that. Hello, for reasons. Now, uh, so yeah, uh, Tatar gets a rebound, because that was the one thing. My one goalie friend that I play uh, on the Rejects with, uh, Chris, he was uh, chatting with me watching the game, and he was like, wow, that goalie for Columbus has, like, no rebound control. That goalie, what the hell is his name? Compared to uh, uh, Corpusalo. Corp- yeah. Corp- yeah. Corpusalo. Like so, Corpus yeah. Christi. He was, exactly. Corpus Christi. So the goalie, Corpus Christi, <laughs> was having just a devil of a time uh, picking up on the puck. No glove control, anything like that. So... A uh, bad rebound leads to leads to a Thomas Tatar goal. Great. Then, second period starts. Thomas Tatar breaking through the neutral zone. And, oh, that was a beauty. And it was a beauty for very particular yes. reasons. Yes. He was in by himself. A puck that was just like uh, going end, end over end on itself in the uh, in the slot uh, right in front of Corpus Christi, and. <laughs> The thing with Tatar on that play is that he gave it one touch. Oh, it's still bobbling. Then he went to backhand, uh, still bobbling, forehand, still bobbling. Then he really <laughs> dug into his backhand with it to force the puck to stop. And it was that moment that uh, he was able to get 
uh, the stick of his blade under the puck just enough to lift it, and it's only because he was able to stop that puck from going knuckleball over itself. And I, if you watch it in slow motion, you're like, Jesus Christ, he had that thought in his mind the entire time because that's exactly what he was going for, and it worked. Two nothing halves after the second period. Third period. That was awesome, Dave. Oliver Bjorkstrand scores. Fuck him. Then <laughs> the period goes on. The one concern that I had throughout the game, and it's been a growing concern uh, this year for the Habs, the start of 2019, is they're giving up shots. A lot of shots. And we're going to talk about shot, 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 shot. We'll and talk gonna, about that. Yeah, we'll talk. There's another reason we got to talk about them shots on goal. And um, so, yeah, uh, there was a there was a there was a stretch of time between, I think, I might get this wrong. I think it was between the first period and the second period. 18 minutes where the Habs yeah. did not get a shot on goal until Tatar got his second goal. And that was the first shot of that <laughs> second period. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it was uh, CBJ. They were uh, just fighting to stay in the game. Uh, then some idiot pulls uh, Corpus Christi out of the goal when the Habs get possession, and Armia was just like thump. <laughs> that's it, done. Okay. From like the <laughs> from like exactly the easiest open netter you could consider. Uh, yeah. Then of course Tortorella is like, I'm gonna do it again. So <laughs> so he pulls Corpus Christi again, and this time Armia and Domi manage to get on a two I want two on one together. Domi with possession of the puck just gently taps it over to Armia. Armia who just gently. <laughs> skates it right into the mouth of the ball. It's so gently. It's like he's like putting it to bed. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. He, he tucks it in, reads it a he's bedtime such a story. He put, he put that game to bed and he put Tortorella back where the frick he ever was. <laughs> that freaking dude. So, either way, yeah, Habs win. Four to one. And Price was amazing. Price amazing. was, again, amazing. The... The story with Price and Antony Yemi, both goaltenders for the Habs, are just playing lights out, brick wall, goalieing. Nothing can get past them. It's amazing. Thoughts, ladies? I have thoughts. Okay, tell me them. Uh, and our listeners. They're so, like... Thanks, Finland. Thank you, Finland. Thank you, Oh, my Finland. God. Finland. Them a- oh, okay, okay. We should. Mm. I want them to, like, reach out on Twitter. I want to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Because yes, they're our please. third highest country listenership or whatever. They if might... you are Finnish and you listen to us, please, please like send us like yeah. a hands up emoji or something, and yeah. like the Finnish flag or whatever. Just let yeah. us know who you are because we appreciate you a lot. Honestly, Very they much. might only be listening to learn English swear words. <laughs> and... I mean, we're like the the uh, what's that? What was that green monster that taught taught you? Oh. Um... Uh, Muzzy. Shrek? Muzzy. No. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Muzzy or Muzzy. whatever it is. This is before Shrek. Muzzy. Way anyway, before Shrek. We're like the Muzzy of English swear words. Anyway, continue, Veronica. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, My thoughts on their current winning streak. Yes. Um, We've got, like, okay, we had a back-to-back earlier this week in both games that, that we won. Uh, back-to-back. One tonight, got another game tomorrow. Then the next game is Wednesday, I think. But right around New Year's, there was lots of panic in the air about the upcoming schedule. Oh, for sure. People were going over the, out of their minds for it. Oh, it's yeah. such a hard schedule. They were, Ashley likes to say, being chicken littles. Yes. That, and that is pretty How good, many actually. games have they played in how many nights, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we still have games in hand on everybody. And 
And that's going to even out. We just keep playing. <laughs> well, that's going to even out, you know, later this month and or in February. But um, what I wanted to say is they're winning. They're finding ways to win. The Shapu thing was unfortunate on Monday night in Boston. Eh. But they won that game anyway. Like, it, it, I'm just so proud of them and, and what they're doing. And my thoughts on all of the shots that they're letting in, it's like, Okay, they're gassed. Carey Price is saving their asses. Carey Price, that's his job. He's supposed to stop the pucks. And that thing will get itself sorted out. I'm not worried about the shots against. Mm-mm. No, they're tired. They've been playing and playing and playing and playing and playing. And they've won four games in a row. And they're catching up to the fucking Leafs. <laughs> yeah. The Leafs. Who? Who? Lost tonight. They lost tonight. To the Florida, Florida Panthers. Florida. How a, far ahead were they in I'm November? Sure this is their second loss to Florida also. Yeah. They've either pissed away their entire cushion or the Habs have just fucking clawed their way up there. They're going to be in a divisional spot soon. That's not nothing. No, it is not nothing. That's important. It's it's really important. It's the it's the point of the game. <laughs> it's why we play. No, but uh absolutely. That's uh it's it's been an incredible stretch so far. Minus that game against the Blues, which was just yeah. what mm-hmm. a nightmare. I don't even remember what went wrong. <laughs> I don't know. The only note I have is that Gallagher got a power play goal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the only note I have from that game. The one game where the power play clicks and we don't even need it. Well, we needed it more, but... I don't Shea even... Weber scored on the power play the other day. Yes, he did. Yes, yes he, did. he did. I did some numbers, and um, so the power play since the start of the new year is clicking at an impressive 10%. It's still garbage. <laughs> it, Just imagine if they get that. Like, imagine imagine it's if the power even play. more impressive that they are where they are without a power play. Without one. Which is something that was duly noted by Tweedledee and Tweedledum over at whatever freaking leaves. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God, mm. that video. I don't even know those guys' names. <laughs> I was names. so mad. I was like, I'm glad I'm on blood pressure medication already because I would have a heart attack being so angry about Awful. <laughs> Just the worst takes you can think of. And... She literally only Claude Julian. They could, first of all, they couldn't say Claude's name properly. No. No. Claude. 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 He's not a Claude of dirt. Like, where are no. you from? Mississippi? Shit. Yeah, he's not from uh. Toronto. <laughs> Jesus. And then the Cla- Claude is the only person who gets any, any credit. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any credit for what's going on with the team, but you have to give some to Mark Bergevin, who has built this team since... And been working on that since before Claude got here. And then has also continued to do that. And, I mean, maybe Claude's had some input, whatever. I'm not exactly sure how that works because I don't work for a hockey team. But, like, Mark's the the businessman. And 
that's person. Fine. Like if the the thing about that whole scenario was for me, if he really doesn't give any credit to Mark Burzvan, he's not even thinking about Mark Burzvan in that moment. But he's obsessed with Mark Burzvan, which is why he took the took the time to say to emphasize twice, I am not giving any credit whatsoever to Mark Burzvan. Uh, you probably are really deep down in your soul. Otherwise, you wouldn't have even thought of him. You just would have been saying Claude's praises. It is yeah. just, it is completely. He wishes he was Mark Bergevin. It's It's just completely ignoring the fact that this, this team this year is the one that he built. There's yeah. hardly anything left over from before his tenure aside from Gallagher and Price. And that's, that's it. The rest of this team and the future of this team is Bergevin and Timmons, but Bergevin as well. Yeah. I mean, it just, it defies logic what that, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I don't even remember those guys' names from, but they're sports I can't net remember people. remember their names. Oh my God, just. They're not, their names aren't worth no, remembering. No, they're. I think they're TSN. No, or, they're not. They're some fucking whatever they are. They're like radio this, show in Toronto. Toronto. People. Oh no! What is that show from South Park with that? It has the Canadians. Terrence on it? and Philip. There you go. That's what we're calling them. <laughs> no, we're not. Terrence oh. and Philip are better than them. Oh my god. Oh shit. Okay. Hey, buddy. I wanted to say. <laughs> I wanted to say something now that we're talking about Mark Bergevin just briefly. Go ahead. Um, I turned on TSN six ninety this week. Uh, and no, no, I listened to a podcast. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, Francois Gagnon was on this week with Tony Marinero. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Francois Gagnon. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way he talks. I like the way he communicates. I like his thoughts. Mm-hmm. They were talking, they got to talking about Mark Bergevin in relation to the article that was written by Greg Wyshynski last year talking about how, you know, ranking the GMs oh, and he, he called Bergevin a disaster artist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hi, Mark. Oh, off the disaster artist movie, which is based on The Room, the worst movie ever created. I don't care. Okay, so off track. Sorry. I have to get this off my chest. Yeah. People that like The Room, fuck you. You're not You're not a cinema. You're not a cinema snob. You're just a fucking idiot. And if you're one of those people that watches that movie like 20 times a year... Get a hobby. Disgusting. That is their hobby. Terrible. What is the room? Oh, okay. We're gonna have. It's a, a really bad movie. I've never seen have it. We have to have a conversation after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so him. bad that okay. I did not hit him. I did not. Okay. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> you tagged me apart, Lisa. He can't participate. So Francois Gagnon. <laughs> So the yeah, so the um uh Marinero then listed off fifteen of the moves that Bergevin has made in the very recent past. And Gagnon had to say, you know, I was one of the ones that said that he should have been fired last year, and he's proved me wrong. Two weeks ago, I heard Stu Cowan by mistake, by Ugh. accident. He said the exact same thing. Huh. He's proven me wrong. He's proven me wrong. And then there was, like, when you see um, online when they're having this conversation, it's still just the people that are absolutely obsessed with their hatred for the GM that talk about how 
shitty he is and everything else. My, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah, the turntables. <laughs> turntables. and microphone. Microphone. And, uh, shit, it went away. It went away. Come back. Come back. Damn, Damn it. it. <gasps> oh. Yes. I was listening. Yes. <laughs> um, I was listening to the intermission show today on TSN 690. Um, and Sergio Momesa, who I adore, said that he, he's, he's alluded to it before. He never talks about what left, but he talks about what came in over the summer. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how, you know, like, uh, Simon and Mitch were talking to him about, you know, how impressed are you with these guys, where they, how they are, where they are, and blah, 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 blah. And he just said, uh, the GM, he, like, th these guys believe in themselves. And you can tell, you can see it when they're off the ice. They believe in themselves. They're, they're not surprised that they are where they are. And they have the belief that's, you know, that that's what helps them to win a game when they're down, come back from behind, you know, uh, situations of adversity like the final two minutes tonight and, and that sort of thing. Like they believe in themselves and they just have a completely different attitude. And the hashtag two guys, attitude. hashtag attitude, the two guys that he brought in this summer in Domi and Tatar, he said those trades that he made this summer that's how he framed them. He said, those two guys have come in and helped the attitude a lot. And it shows. It shows when they're off the ice. And it, it shows when they're on the ice. After the game, he brought the point up again about Tatar and the energy that he brings and, and, and the attitude around the team. And how, like he said, these two guys, both of them, Domi and Tatar, came in to brand new teams, a brand new leaf, a brand new start, and getting lots of ice times, lots of ice time and playing important roles for their team in a market like Montreal. And it's just energize them so much and that's it's contagious throughout the group but anyway all of that to say Bersme said at the end of last summer that he would fix it and did he fucking ever like, yeah like did he ever and it doesn't seem like it was a whole like just because it kind of happened over a span of however many months it doesn't seem like a lot was happening at the time but he really fixed it and he said he was going to. Yeah. So there. God fucking damn it. And it's going <laughs> only going to get better as time goes on. Yeah. Whether or not we make the playoffs this year, we are. But whether or not we yeah. do, doesn't matter. This offseason, I don't even care what happens. Because we got kids coming up next year that are just going to fill in more slots of stuff that we're missing. Well, except yeah. for except for left-handed D, that 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 that's still a, a, an issue. <laughs> but 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 aside Mark's from that, get a sweat, put a sweater on. Aside from that, yeah, everything's fine. Mark deserves all credit, all credit for what this team is doing now. And there's just there's no other way to spin it. If you're one of those people on Twitter that wants to spin it any other way, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. And. and and just stop, like, stop thinking about Mark Bergevin. Like, stop being so obsessed with your feelings about the man. Yeah, wow. That sounds awful. Yeah. 
Like, he just doesn't care about you. No. <laughs> you are so... In- you're as insignificant as the sweat on his home gym <laughs> when he's done working out for the day. Yeah. Somebody said to me today... Um, we owe him a big, or some of some people owe him a big apology. I'm like, Meh. he doesn't need your apologies. He doesn't, he doesn't want doesn't it. He doesn't give a shit. No. Yeah. He doesn't care. Nope. 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 Fun <laughs> story, semi related to what we're talking about. Uh, this is from at uh, Grant McCag, uh, the <laughs> villain of Twitter, apparently, <laughs> nowadays. Poor Grant. Laval jumps into a tie for fifth with Binghamton. And just like the Habs, now are only a point behind Toronto's AHL team, the Marlies. The mighty Marlies. So Laval Laval has been hanging out in the basement pretty much all regular season uh, in the AHL. And apparently they're starting to dig themselves out of it, which is surprising me. But maybe I shouldn't be surprised because like Bergevin fixing things, what else did he fix? The coaching staff in Laval yeah. with Joel Bouchard, uh, yeah, Bouchard, and mm-hmm. his assistant from uh, the Canucks. Oh yeah, ba 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 ba. Just the C, doesn't it? Great hair. It starts too. with a B. Oh no. Gary. Ba ba ba. No. Shit. Oh, what's his name? Shit. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. God damn it. Oh, uh, God. What? Burrows. Alexander Burroughs. Burroughs. Alex Burroughs. Yeah, there it is. I got it. Okay. Woohoo. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Burroughs. So, yeah, those two are quite a tandem and they're doing great. Oh, okay. Thank God I said Laval. Speaking of Laval, that goaltender that they have playing with them <gasps> right oh, yes. now. What a miracle. Yes. Angel child he <laughs> is. Oh my god. So the story with Laval, if people haven't been um following up with it, is that uh Charles Lindgren has been injured for quite some time. And like a like yeah, I mean I think he's been out for something like four or six weeks or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And Michael McNiven Ooh, this site isn't up to date with things, isn't it? Uh oh. Shit. I don't have any of my de- any info on this. Michael McNiven, oh, no. I don't know where he is. He's not playing at Laval right now. They have this other kid in there, and he's so awesome at at everything that he does, and it's really <laughs> exciting. Once I once I find out his name, because it needs to be spoken aloud. Something with a V, Vimu or Vnu or something. Come on, where is he? Where is he? Okay, where is he? Uh, Connor Lacouvier. La Cuvée, La Cuvée, is it, it? I, Yeah, actually, I think it is La Cuvée, two E's. There's no yes. accent on this website, but that has to be it. There must be. Oh, Michael McNiven did play today, and he got himself a shutout. Yeah. Attaway, boyo. Yeah. Good job. So, yeah, but oh, no, he's no. so tan. This, well, not, he's olive. Yes, he is. Like this, myself and Veronica. There you go. See? That's right. Wow. Good job, guys. Representation matters. Anyway. So, Connor Lacouve, <laughs> Lacouve, I guess it is actually, incredibly well-spoken and just super excited to yeah. play in Laval. He <laughs> is out of his mind happy that he's – I mean, just any post-game interview, he's, he's 
part of. He's just like, yeah, man, I'm just living in the moment. <laughs> Have a lot Wait, of fun with the, the guy, boys. That's the guy that had the superhero shaped face. Yes. Okay. Yes. That guy. He, he's so excited and he so humble. He is. And I was just wondering myself, like, oh, my God, if he plays for the big club, <laughs> if, if the worst possible scenario happens. Oh, God. It's like, don't pr- yeah. like Price has to go spend time with Angela because there's an unexpected twin coming. Uh, or and then Auntie Niemi gets drunk and lost in Las Vegas, and then Charles Lindgren's still injured. Michael McNiven is playing for Brampton for some reason, and oh my God, who do we have left? Call up Connor Lacuve, and he'll be so goddamn happy. <laughs> oh my lord, just crazy. I'm reading it's up crazy. on I'm reading up on some of his history right now. Wow, what a crazy little schedule he's had. Where's he from? He is. Born and bred in Qualicum Beach, British Columbia. Oh, out here. Mm. Yes, yes. 6'1", 202 pounds. So tall, not quite as beefy as other people. Uh, He's a 1994 kiddo. I had him incorrectly pegged as a prairie boy. But now that I think about it, he's totally an island boy. He's totally from British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look at him. way off. Talk. (laughs) <laughs> the way he talks. Just the way he and, yeah. talks. Yeah, yeah. I should have. Th- I should have known. That's no, okay. He's won his last four starts. Yay! Good for him. That's awesome. That is awesome. Anyway, back to um. the Habs. Um, <laughs> because other things had happened. Uh, I'm gonna get some minor things out of the way. Well, this isn't minor at all. Yupi is now 40 years old. <gasps> bon fete, Yupi. <laughs> Bonanay. Yeah. Bon fat. Yeah. Bon. Oh, yeah, I said fate, didn't I? Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> Good part. Charlize. <laughs> that's when I said bonanay, and that's actually oh, happening here. Bon fat. <laughs> bon anniversary, right? Something like yes. that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Yuppie had all his friends over, including uh, the Met guy, which, like, threw me really for a loop. Like, yeah, what, what's what the hell's the Met? What the hell's the Mets mascot? Is there, like, some baseball <laughs> thing that I don't understand? Well, Yuppie used to be for the Expos. Well, yeah, So maybe they've been friends all that time. But was, yeah. there, was there, like, an Expos-Mets rivalry we didn't know about? I don't know. Maybe uh, they can be friends anyway. Okay, I guess. Right? Maybe. I mean, anybody can be friends. <laughs> anybody? Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Like, they don't have to play the same sport or be from the same yeah. place. It's a, it was it still threw me off. I it, <laughs> just love the, the Mets weird looking baseball thing. That have fun. That, they want to go to a party too. That and the yeah. Bruins mascot was there too, Mister Bear or whatever the fuck he's called. <laughs> Who? I don't know the Bruins mascot. Oh. Oh. Mister Bear. He's a bear because it's a Bruin. <laughs> Mr. Bear, that's who he is. Mr. Bear, and he was, and Yupi was very happy to see him. So I guess they're buddies too. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else happened with all that. Oh, right, I read a story off Twitter because <laughs> of a thing, and apparently Yupi, when he was the mascot for the Expos, was the first mascot in sports history to be ejected from a game. Yes. Which is what? amazing. I really want to say in space. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> Face. I was like, what? He got ejected really hard. What did, what did he do? To, I I was 
not a baseball fan then, so I don't know. I don't know what he did. Was he, like, kicking dirt on somebody? He was dancing on the opposing team's dugout, <laughs> tripped and fell, and it made a big old noise. Oh, my God. And then I guess he was kind of heckling the players as they were going up to bat, and the coach <laughs> of whatever team it was got so upset that he called an ump over to get the mascot kicked out of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Thus, Yuppie, Yuppie was ejected from a baseball game <laughs> back in his youth. I can't believe for... Yuppie got ejected before John Tortorella got ejected. I can believe it, honestly. <laughs> John Tortorella, what a, I, I don't know what to think about that guy, honestly. <laughs> he, I heard he's actually really nice. Until you off, cross him. Off the ice. <laughs> well, let's see if John Tortorella's been ejected. I always oh. want to call him John Tortellini, and that's really <laughs> mean, but I love Tortellini. <laughs> His name so just name. John Tortella. No, um, <laughs> no. I was actually very happy that they showed like the top ten John Tortorella like freakouts or something like that. Oh, over, did they? Yeah, over <laughs> the first intermission, <laughs> and they showed that one when he had that spat live with that one reporter that like wrote some column oh, about one of the players. Ripsy. That was, wow, man. Yeah. I I don't if if I'm ever in a fight, I want Tortorella on my side. Oh, yeah. He got suspended for 15 days back in 2014 when he was um, coaching the Canucks. Yes. I remember that vaguely. I don't but remember that's because why. He went to the dressing room, the Flames dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> and... Listen here, you goddamn kids. <laughs> there's an article called The Six Times John Tortorella Was the Worst. <laughs> the Best. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was yelling at the fans in Montreal. Um, I think it was the next game that they played after the Habs lost ten nothing. Uh, when Columbus was went to Montreal, Columbus lost, and towards the end of the game, when he was walking off the ice, Tortorella was screaming at fans. <laughs> Wait, was and, it, wasn't like, that like, after a overtime loss or something? Was I can't remember. This sounds familiar. But it was like it was a very like hairy ending to that game and he went over to the glass and he was screaming at fans yeah. and his players were so embarrassed they came and tried to pull him off the ice he's a nut job he's kind of crazy he fans. he's kind of he has family i just posted something <laughs> really Christ. awesome on the group chat oh okay i wish we could share this kind of stuff with you guys but <laughs> oh. Let me see. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. Oh, that's very cute. That's so cute. So you guys will see this, but somebody on in the Sens universe, uh, God bless the Sens, I guess. Oh, my God. But somebody on, in the Sens universe on Twitter posted a picture, not of Thomas Tatar, but of Bamas Babar. <laughs> which as we all know and know and love is uh babar the elephant from a oh and then somebody baba i'm so happy <laughs> okay that's at that's Maddie Gosens who posted that. Yeah. Oh, I know Maddie Gosens. He's already right. yeah. good for him. Yeah. I just 
posted it. That was a good That time. is very funny. Who <laughs> 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 uh, thinks we, we we like to have fun. Anyways, happy boot happy uh, boot day, uh Yuppie. <laughs> Next, on to some uh more somber news. Uh Josh George retired. George's. George's. Mm-hmm. Um good player. Announced his retirement. Digs deep. Um, good exchange yep. between him and Thomas Plekenek on Twitter. Yes. Plecky was like, I love you, George. And mm-hmm. George was like, I love you, Plecky. And uh, <laughs> they'll probably have a vacation together at some point. Oh, my God. What a, what a freaking party that it, would be. It made me think of um, when, you know, around the time that he was getting traded, he got offered a trade to the Leafs mm. and he turned it down. The highlight he, of his career. Yeah. Is refusing a trade, just refusing. Yeah. He said, no, God damn it. I do not want to play for them. Thank you. At the time when he was leaving town, he had the, an interview on Tucson 690 and he said, I absolutely could not bring myself to ever put on that sweater. Oh, wow. Wow. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So happy retirement, Josh Georges. You are a good soldier. Yes, you are, Josh Georges. Thank you very much. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and um, aside from that, I didn't have uh, too much other news to talk about. Uh, do we talk games or Byron? Byron. Games first. Oh. Oh boy. Now I have. To I mean, we can decision. talk Byron first. That's fine. I'm ready. Yeah, let's talk Byron Whoa. first, I suppose. So, Polly Boy or Iron, um, got himself into a little bit of a skadoodle, as we call it down here. Uh, really? With a player, no, with a player oh. on, what was it, the Panthers, right? He hit somebody hard. Yeah. And that person uh, did not recover from that hit. It wasn't crazy, just he had to get into concussion poor call. Um, yeah. Byron, as we know, is super fast, so on the four check, he's a force out there. Uh, sort of kind of boarded this guy. He was called for charging, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, against whomever. And uh, the next day, Byron is suspended three games for this call. Uh, a lot of people that watch hockey, myself included, and, of course, Beth and Veronica, mm-hmm. uh, consider it to be fair, just perhaps a bit severe, given that Byron has zero history when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, granted, player safety are probably trying to knuckle down when it comes to head hits because that's essentially what it was in the end. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and that's good. But it wasn't he wasn't targeting the head. No, no. You could like <clears throat> looking at the, the replay and the and the, the slow mo, you can see that Byron was going for the body and just with the way yeah. that the game works and how physics tends to happen yes. in ways that we don't understand uh body went one way the head not in a place where it should have been mm-hmm. so there it was but no and then but the thing is uh byron owned up to it very hard yeah uh released a, a great uh response on instagram shared on twitter and even defended himself against somebody on twitter that was calling him out for it and really Crisillo. yeah and yes Crisillo. And really, you know, beat the hammer down on the head there about how stuff like this is taken seriously. Um, mm-hmm. The financial cost 
really doesn't mean anything uh, up to, you know, the empathy that the players have for one another. And yes. uh, Byron explained that in great detail, uh, eloquently, mm-hmm. and uh, did a very good job uh, defending his stance. And in all things considered, it was the right stance, and he did a very good job by it. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Um, I love it when players step in to, to correct something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I am not happy that Paul Byron is a suspender for three games. However, if this is maybe, which it's probably not, it's just the NHL being as inconsistent as it possibly can be, just like... Oh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. McDonald's ice cream machine. Um, I, I'm, I'm sad that it happened. With they decided to start with Paul Byron, but just like both Claude and Paul said in their interviews, they want head hits to be taken seriously, and they want head hits to be eliminated in the league. Like, no, Paul Byron was not intentionally. Aim, he wasn't aiming for. Weger's head. Weger. But yes, Mackenzie Weger. That was his name. That's the kid. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mackenzie. Um, Hope you do well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that it's going to have to be not about intent or history or whatever. It's going to be um, all about like just a blanket thing about all head hits, all head injuries. Um, or actually just head hits, not even if it causes injury or no injury, all head hits. Gonna, are going to have to be like they're at minimum minimum punishment. Um, fans and players alike have been clamoring for um, head injuries and traumatic brain injuries to be acknowledged and dealt with by the league. And this situation does suck a lot. But um, if this is their way of scratching the surface to begin head hit reform, then it's what we're going to have to roll with. Um I'm like I I was really I was really 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 upset on was it Wednesday that this happened Tuesday it was Tuesday Tuesday when it happened and Wednesday when he got suspended Mm -hmm. um because Paul Byron he has had only 110 penalty minutes in his whole career um the most being in 2016-2017 and he's had six this season including the two minutes that he served on Tuesday for his hit. And this is the first time um, in his entire career that he's been seized, uh, he's been suspended or fined. Mm-hmm. And so I get why people are upset, but if, if the player and the coach can both acknowledge that why the league did this potentially, then I think people need to take a step back and think about it themselves also and what potential positive consequences punishments like this could have on players yeah well said absolutely now Mm -hmm. with that being the case yesterday uh let's see here ryan johansson uh literally beat uh mark shifley to death with his stick over the head and was given two games yes for that now and it was an intentional dirty vicious hit to the head to the head yeah (laughs) with his stick yeah. There's, you know, of course, Beth and I earlier were thinking, okay, they're going to start being hard on this. 
-hmm. And then this fucking horse shit. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Absolutely crazy. You you take... Both hands stick head blatant Mark stick he wasn't even trying to like slash Mark stick that would have been more forgivable in a sense yeah he just straight up (laughs) like oh I need to put my stick down I don't fucking care if his head's in the way absolutely goddamn ridiculous I am so fed up with the calls that the NHL makes on these things Uh, granted we don't see a stick to the head like that often at all so maybe they just forgot the that rule for it. That should have been it. 10 fucking games. Yeah. Absolutely. What the fuck are you trying to do? 110% it should have been 10 fucking games. Or at least, I don't know, three, perhaps four. Why not? Five minimum. Yeah. Five minimum. Just there was absolutely crazy. Like I said before the podcast, with Paul Byron's hit, there was not an intent to injure, but there was an injury. And yeah. the, in the... In the Department of Player Safety statement that they said that's why he got the third game. But right in what who was it? Marcus Johansson? Ryan Johansson? Ryan? Ryan, Ryan Johansson. Yeah. There's so many Johansons. I mean, there's mm-hmm. probably two of them in the NHL. But, <laughs> um, but there was a clear intent to injure, but somehow magically he wanted there to was not him. there was not an injury. So he Johansson only got two games, which I think is absolute bullshit because like yeah. if everyone can see, oh yeah, he does it he takes a pause, like you said, Veronica, he takes a pause and then it's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna chop this guy right in the head. Yeah. Then I'm sure that the suits can all see that. So I don't get I don't understand it. I don't either. They're fucking idiots. That's he how had I understand on his it. Fucking face. It's so ridiculous. It is yeah. an absolute travesty of the sport. It's an embarrassment to all sports. Yeah. And and, and an affront to sportsmanship in general. <laughs> or you hit a guy over the head with a stick. Yeah. And the that's last, okay. I mean, I mean, this isn't like five-year-old hockey. Like, yeah. What is, I don't even know what that league is called. But P, is that Pee Wee? Um. Midgets. No. Midgets. Is that no. mites? Well. Midgets is higher than Pee Wee. It's like, uh, I know what it's called, but <laughs> I, I don't. Hockey. Something like that. <laughs> it's like, I think like little teeny tiny children do that. And then they do it one time and then they, uh, then they learn that that's not okay. And then they don't do it anymore yeah. or whatever. I'd heard about this on the radio and I was like, eh, that's sort of whatever. And I saw the clip on Twitter and I was like, Oh, no. What does that guy think he's doing? It's so blatantly stupid. This wasn't a split decision going into the boards. Like, what the fuck was the whatever the fucking trash bag organization it is? (laughs) Player safety? Player safety? Get fucked, you (laughs) cocks. Okay, okay, done. What does what do we know what the uh, player emergency fund is or does? No, why? No, no, because the, all the fine money goes there. Ah, uh, who cares? Oh, well, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, like wanting to know where all the seized money that the police station has. Yeah, exactly. Goes. Hmm. Yeah, not sure. Let's Google it. So anyway, that would say um, 
that's a stupid thing. And this goes in hand in hand with, well, refs are bad. Let's uh, find them and review mm-hmm. all their calls after exactly. games. Like, I just, I don't understand. This is, this is like a, this is a sport, right? This is a professional sport. Yeah. So we should have professional officials, right? Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. Thank God Wes McCauley was on the goddamn ice tonight. Oh, was this the first game the Habs had with Wes? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I, I, I'd i be surprised if it were. <sighs> Anyways, I'm over it. Um, oh, the Player Emergency Assistance Funds helps former players with their families who are in financial distress from va- for various reasons, varying from failing health to salary mismanagement. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we still have things to say about Paul Byron? He's cool. He is really cool. Um, his, he said that he was working on his apology. Uh, yeah, like all day until mm-hmm. the the um and like he like he went over a bunch of times and I think he said his manager or his agent went over it a bunch of times. Um, and he was he was smart he man. And Julian were surprised um when this when the suspension came down, but he was like I he's like I know what I did, um and so I'm gonna accept it and um. Then he sent out the apology and it was it was beautifully written and well done and. Um, I really admire him for how well he's handling this. Well, he was it. What he was actually apologizing. Yeah. Yep. Like he is. <laughs> you know what I mean. He like wasn't was like, "I'm sorry you apology. got hurt," or "I'm sorry you feel this way." It was like, "I'm sorry I did that to you." Yeah. It was an. It was a real apology. It was in a statement, and it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he also got an awesome breakaway goal in Boston. Oh. Shorthanded. A shorty Short-handed. for Paulie. It was a beauty. It was a beauty. Yeah, we should talk about the games. He beat Bergeron. I know. That goal. Yeah, he did. He made Bergeron <laughs> look like his buddy. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so, okay. We recorded on Wednesday last week. So, the the day after was Thursday, and that was the Canadiens at the Blues. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, the Blues, ah, they're kind of terrible. We'll do okay. Nope, negative. We were <laughs> definitely made. I yeah, just made a bunch of freaking idiots on the ice. I don't even remember what was going on, honestly. It was a really flat game. Really flat game, super yeah, flat footed. Yeah, no reason for it. Bad game, etc. Another one of those dumpster fire things. So gone. Then. There was the game against the Avalanche on Saturday, was it? Fuck Barlamov! Oh, yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> I can't believe that guy's still in the frickin'... Ugh. Anyway, Carey Price versus... Well, actually, not Carey Price. Mr. Saturday Night versus Wife Beater Varlamov. And, um, yeah, the Habs had their way with the Avalanche. 3 nothing. Hell, yeah. Uh, yeah. A Jesperi Kulka Niemi goal. Oh, that was that toe drag, oh, wasn't it? Oh my god! Okay. So, oh my god. So I was out at a, that was a minor league game with my family oh when my and Coca scored, and I cheered at a really weird oh time during the live game. People were looking at me like, "What the fuck are you but, cheering oh about?" That was Nothing the Florida happened. game that he scored. Oh no, that other one where he just like slides in. 
Oh yeah, wait, was for, that for Duane's pass? He he scored at Colorado right. and Florida. Damn it! Yeah, the Florida was the one where he now just went in and out. had his way with. Rhymer. Would you choose the network? Rhymer did it. Yeah, he was up against Rhymer. The goalie, but Matheson was the guy who was on him. Oh, okay. So yeah, and he just actually, skated around it. him well, and held him off and made a fool out of everybody and flipped the puck in like it was oh, nothing. Oh, 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 okay. This actually, this might have been even prettier because uh, this was the play where Drouin broke into the zone. Yeah. And, J well, no, he didn't break into the zone, but he had the puck, goes into the half boards, avoiding someone, avoiding someone. Yeah. Laser pass to Colt Gun. Bam! What a freaking goal. <laughs> so, so that's that Drouin doing good. Yes, that one. That one was hilarious because he was just coming onto the ice and he just kind of slides into the picture. And oh, then yeah. whack. Yeah, right <laughs> off was, the bench. He was like, I want to like make a gif of it, like sliding into your mentions, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like cooking yeah. sliding into the picture. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> and that's aggressive. If if you listen carefully, uh oh. The call on that goal, the guy goes, Oh, Web he says Weber. Oh, that's funny. And then he's like, "Cut, Kaniemi!" Like mm -hmm. he might have mm -hmm. been trying to say Yesperi, but I, I think he said Weber, because at the at the time you see this big tall, <laughs> tall guy just wind up and smack it in. He might have thought it was Weber because Kot Kaniemi had just gotten onto the ice. Weber Niemi. <laughs> <laughs> that's his new Finnish name. Almost. <laughs> so, uh, regardless, uh, the Habs beat uh, the Avs at home, yeah. and that was awesome. Mm -hmm. A big rebound win for two big points against um, the Avs after, you know, sliding against the Blues there. And then, yeah. uh, on to Monday, NBCSN, national broadcast yeah. of the Habs versus the Bruins in And I was able to watch Boston. most of this because I was at work, and we actually get NBCSN. Which is And great. I was confused because I was like, oh, I didn't realize the Habs are playing at home. And I was like, oh, no, they're not. It's yeah. their Winter Classic jerseys because, of course, it's their Winter Classic one. Oh, yes, that's correct because – They look uh, like bumblebees. They look like UPS workers. And um, well, at least their home ones do the 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 ones that they actually wore at the Winter Classic. They're UPS workers. Let's stop kidding ourselves. <laughs> they were not this one. No, they were um. Yeah, for this was, game, the Monday game. No, they were striped. Yep. That was yeah. th no, that was their this past one Winter Classic ones because they were away. They were playing in Chicago. Oh, okay. Not the ones where they played against us. Oh, okay. Okay. No, they're, they're, they're wearing their winter classic jerseys from this year when they played Chicago. Yeah. Not their winter classic jerseys. And they were away in, when they played Chicago. So they were oh, okay. white. So there's white. a home and away classic jersey? No, they had a home one. Cause when they played us for the winter classic, they had a home one. That's a totally different jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, they, but they were the home <laughs> team for that game. So that was... I'm so, what what are you saying? They're home and aware. They look like UPS workers because they're those are, their regular homes aren't brown. I told I said that their jersey for this year's Winter Classic was UPS stuff. The game the jersey that they wore on Monday was their whites with the big B on it. I think I said UPS anyway, but I was alluding to the Winter Classic ones earlier this year. <laughs> I thought that That's was where the Winter confusion Classic ones. was. 
Regardless, the Habs wore red in Boston. <laughs> and won in overtime. One. Yeah. Thanks to... Because of oh. motherfucking Petrie. With his baseball skills. What an incredible... 15 seconds into overtime. He got this from his dad. Again. Again. Yes, and that's the thing. This same that same unit in overtime with Petrie, Domi, and mm, who's the third guy on overtime for that? Dano. I, I think it was Domi. No, I think it was Domi. We've already talked about Domi. Um, Byron. No. Third power play unit. Hmm. How come I can't remember? Yeah, I don't recall either. How embarrassing for all of us. <laughs> Right, who had plus anyway, Domi Ooh. shot the puck at the net, got it right on net, and Petrie batted it out of the air. Yep, past Rask, and that was great. Uh, the past only Rask. The big, the big hoopla in that game was uh, Shapu getting the uh, the delay of game in the last two minutes of the the match. So it was a six on four against the Habs, and they almost had it too, but just that's a lot of pressure from the Bruins. Yeah. On the power play. So, goes to overtime. Regardless, Habs pick up two points. And that's what mattered. And screw the Bruins. They're dumb. Next. Yep. Screw the Bruins. Then came this game against the Panthers, which the Panthers just simply had no chance. Well, no. They actually did have a chance. No. But yeah. the thing is, this is kind of the, the weird narrative that's being formed uh, with the team now is that they're getting outshot atrociously like this fuller panthers game they were outshot at least two to one 53 to 28 shots on net and that was anti niemi which didn't matter because of anti niemi yeah. making himself <laughs> known is anti niemi's career high saves and he's a stanley was- cup champion <laughs> there was one save he made in the third against Bugstad, or however you say his name, I'm sorry, I don't it's know. It's Bugstad, but it, it looks like he just like, you know how ladies sassly or people with long hair just sassly toss their. God, sorry, I tossed my headphone out of my ear. They because I was <laughs> demonstrating. He was like, you your can't hair? see me, but they just like toss their hair behind their shoulder and look away from you. Um, Miami basically did that and made a save, and it was amazing. I believe it. I totally believe it. I'm on board with that. Um, and also, the, the it was 53 saves that he made. Mm-hmm. But I think that the actual high danger chances yes, in the game that's... were 12 to 10 for the Habs. Right. That's the, the big thing. The Panthers were playing like the Habs last year. Where they'd be taking shots from anywhere on the ice. Yeah. Helter skelter, get the puck, shoot the goddamn thing. And Nami yeah. was like, oh, buddy, seeing a lot of rubber <laughs> tonight. Whoa, guys, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, so Anthony Emmy pretty much stood on his head because some of those chances were good, but yeah, he was just lights out. Uh, yeah. Power play goal from Shea Weber early in the yes. second period to tie it up after a Mike Hoffman goal, which was very pretty for Mike Hoffman, even though he's a, him and his wife are yeah. fucking morons, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Philip Deneau follows that up. Max Domi, another okay. goal. And then what? Sorry, Max Domi's first goal that got called back. There, there was oh. a linesman right fucking there. 
if he was just going to call it back, why didn't he blow the play dead? Yeah. And that was the puck a weird cross the net. That yeah, in, in the his goalie's glove. Yeah, that yeah. should have been a goal. So like, if he couldn't, if he didn't have line of sight on the goal, then he, I mean, on the puck, then he should have blown the play dead. Otherwise, it's a good fucking goal. I mean, we still won, yes, but it could have been six to one. Me. It, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's another. That's another goal, and it matters. Now, the main thing with this particular game. And it started turning uh, people's heads, and we are actually starting to run out of time now. Was Jesperi Kotkaniemi's goal that we were talking about earlier, and I yeah. got it mistaken before. Jesperi Kotkaniemi <laughs> gets himself the puck, uh, goes uh, goes around uh, that. Uh, Who was it, it there? From Matheson. Yeah, yeah. Makes... He got the puck from Jordy Ben. Yep. There we go. And then he went around Matheson. Went around oh, he went up on the boards mm-hmm. and just went around the guy. That's right. Beat him. Beat him clean. Well, yeah. P- practically clean. Uh, challenged Reimer. Deked him. Toe drag. Lifted it. Incredible goal. Very pretty. It was so beautiful. And finally, apparently, that's turning the heds of uh, of uh, Kukaniemi doubters, if they existed, saying mm-hmm. that he is now an NHL player because of this toe drag goal that he did. Yeah. It, and fine by me. How he didn't even raise a fist. Yeah. He's just like, this, damn. This is business. Oof, that was hard. This was wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's business as usual now for him. It's business as usual for him. That's right. And that is the difference that this kid has. Like you've seen him get excited before during a goal, but he doesn't celebrate. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He's there to play the fucking game yeah. and do his fucking job. And there's a um, some really interesting stuff came out about Kotka Niemi earlier today. Dave Stubbs, who is um at my stubby on Twitter. No. What? He's he's at Dave Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to say that I've been thinking about it all day, and that's why I wanted to say. So. Dave Stubbs, an incredible um, <clears throat> reporter, now a columnist who um, used to work for Write the Gazette before it became a trash yeah. bin. Um, and he was talking to Scotty Bowman. And Scotty Bowman laid down the quote of the century, which I'm going to yeah. paraphrase because I don't remember it off the top of my head. But he <laughs> said, I saw Jean Beliveau play as a 16-year-old in uh, Victoriaville as a junior player. And Jasperi Kotka Niemi at 18 reminds me of Jean Beliveau. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and he mentioned that by the time he's 22, he's going to be the number one center for the Habs. And I honestly think it's going to be quicker than that. Yeah, that's four years away. Yeah. If if Jasperi, and this is something that Brian Wilde had mentioned this too. morning. I, that's what I think too. He's going to be 20 years old top line center the only yeah. thing that could hold him back is just bulking up he does need a bit of meat on him but aside from yeah. that oh my god he's oh got the skill god. set he has the iq he's going to go to a real training camp well i mean he already went to one for the habs but he's going to like stay in the uh, north america go to a real yeah. training camp the whole nine yards i mean the road is paved walk it you know drive yeah. it whatever it is yeah. and it's going to be amazing and i I can't wait to see what he can do with Suzuki. I can't wait to see what he can do with, you know, him 
and like once uh, Romanov, you know, uh, yeah. the prospect there comes up and he starts, you know, helping out the the defense. Oh my lord, what a team <laughs> this will be! And never mind Ryan Paling, and never mind uh, Jake Evans. All never sorts mind. Of, never mind him. We got him if we need him, <laughs> and that's some good stuff to have as secondhand it's thoughts. Like, it's like when you're eating a snack and it's your favorite snack or one you don't get very often. And you look back in the bag or the box, and you have like <gasps> five left. Yes, still, and you thought you were almost out. Oh my God! It's kind of like this team is like. <laughs> it's like finding the the fry in the bottom of the I bag. I was just thinking yes. of the French fries <laughs> or the onion ring in your in your order of French fries. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Or when they yeah. give you twelve chicken nuggets instead of ten. Yeah, it's beating the man this time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. We are running out of time now, though. Uh, favorite stuff from the week. I guess we can do that. Not not it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, shit. I don't really have. Um, um, no. Oh, I got one. Oh, okay. Wait a second. Wait, I don't think it's, I don't think it's relevant anymore. No, I don't have it. <laughs> Never mind. I, lied. I have one. I have one. Oh, my God. Say it. Listening to um, Francois Gagnon talk about uh, the evolution of Marc Bergevin and speak about him like maybe he knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah, god damn it. Start fessing you know, up, people. It's it's not very easy to assemble the cast of characters that you have in mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the while, uh, considering the cast of characters that you're trying to remove from from what's going on in your club it's it's all very delicate and i don't think it was done with a, a, a little consideration the trades that he ended up making this summer he traded max patrick to vegas a team that was that was in the stanley cup final last year and he traded max patrick a mature family man to a place like vegas because he knew that it wouldn't it the temptations in that place he would be able to handle them and I think that he took into consideration that he was trading Galchenyuk to a plate to a market like Arizona because the player can't handle a market like Montreal or a market like Montreal is bad for the player. Like I think he put a lot of thought into everything that he did. And I, I, I I'm I'm really pleased. Like I don't I I don't really need it. It doesn't validate me at all, but it is really nice. To see people coming around, smart people, people who can be objective and see what's going on, you know, and and that they're coming around to it. And I I just, it makes me happy. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Um, Mine is (laughs) um, Carrie Price laughing at Victor Mete. Oh, my God. Oh, poor Victor Mete. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. <laughs> he was so giggling so hard. You know what happened, right? <laughs> with that with that dump in that Matei tried on the empty net. It went over the net, right? No, 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 no. No. It um so Matei, okay, this was in the, the Panthers game, right? So Matei Yes. He's D he, well, he's kinda like midway through our own D zone and he chips it up. The arc, you you see it even on the TV. If this puck drops down and just rolls it'll go into the net but the unthinkable happens where the puck 
drops, hits the ice, and goes in a completely different direction. <laughs> Like, and it, it was a freak thing. No player touched oh, it. Oh, that's what was And so funny. if it was just, if it had just landed, like, normal, like you'd expect a puck <laughs> to land, that thing would have been in the goal. Oh, but, poor Victor. Alas, it just, it hits, and it takes this absolute alien bounce to freaking nowhere, and that's what got Carey Price going, and he couldn't believe it, <laughs> which is funny. That's a good one. That is a great one. That is a great one. I got to think about my uh, happy hour, happy thing. Damn it. I like the Scotty Bowman quote. That's mine. Happened today. That yeah. blew my mind yeah. when he said that. Because Scotty Bowman's not going to say something stupid. It's Scotty. It's Scotty Bowman. Freaking Bowman. Jeez. He's the next Jean Beliveau for the Habs. I was like, what? 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 Excuse me, what? Monsieur Bowman? Jesus. Well, and then people were saying, no pressure, kid, no pressure, kid. Like, obviously, Jean Beliveau is the king of the Montreal Canadiens, and he, we all mm -hmm. revere. And mm -hmm. But the thing about Kotkaniemi is that I'm sure he understands the concept, but he didn't grow up in Canada. He didn't grow up around this. He didn't grow up being taught about John Beliveau. Like they were, they had taught classes in elementary school in British Columbia mm -hmm. about John Beliveau. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a different thing for him. Like he doesn't feel the pressure of the city on his shoulders. Right. Because he's just here playing hockey. He's just a hockey player on a hockey team. Yeah. It's so I'm not else. worried about the pressure in that regard. He just has to play. And if Scotty Bowman yeah. says he plays like Jean Beliveau, it's like, okay, let him. Yeah. Fine by us. <laughs> That's okay. You guys. Just holy cow. Yeah. This isn't Habs related, but it's hockey related. Uh, the New York Islanders beat the Capitals tonight, and they're now first place in the Metro Division. <laughs> Ashley, our, uh, long, our long forgotten friend, mentioned something on Twitter that's saying maybe the Islanders – didn't want Tavares. <laughs> so like, all right, we'll paint this. It's like, have you guys seen Matilda? And the dad, uh, Danny DeVito's character, he like makes all the cars like that are really bad look really nice. And he like winds back the odometer and all this other stuff and then oh. he sells them. Maybe that's what they did with John Tavares. <laughs> well, like the Islanders are thinking, well, finally got rid of that guy. Maybe now we'll make the playoffs <laughs> for once. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, <laughs> Barry Trotz is a pretty good coach. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit. It's a smidge. It's just a good. smidge. But that's it. We're done. <laughs> Unfortunately. Dave, you, how many points did you say that um, the Habs were going to get this year? I said that the Habs were going to get – I update this after every game. I okay. said that the Habs were going to get 84 points. They have 59 at the moment, and they have a good amount of games left to prove me wrong. <laughs> and uh, That's right. it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Let's see. Uh, 59, uh, 24, 25. So they have to win 12, 13 more games in the next four months, or three months, rather. Three, four months, whatever. Uh, yeah. to to beat that, and that's doable. Uh, yeah. Especially for this team, 
And if Carrie is, gets 10 of those wins. And he'll be number one all time in the history of the Montreal Canadiens with wins as a goaltender. Incredible. We're living in historic it's, times. This is, yes, we are. We totally are. It's hmm. awesome. So, with all that in mind, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for listening. Thank you. For thanks listening. for your support. And thank you for, for support. All, like engaging on oh. Twitter all the time. Yes. Oh, we should mention too. I'm kind of dragging this on uh, again. <laughs> Beth and I will be in Montreal the yes. weekend of the eighth, February eighth. That is, uh, we'll be catching a Laval game together on the eighth. Beth will be in attendance at the Leafs game on the ninth. And we'll just be putzing around town, causing mayhem. Yeah, as and we do eating food and eating yes food. mayhem and food. God, drinking beers, drinking bears. <laughs> j'ai soif, j'ai mange, freaking or j'ai fam rather. <laughs> there it is. Uh, there's that, and this is more of a tech thing. Uh, we have decided to move away from SoundCloud. Ha! <laughs> I wish I had more time to talk about this, but. <laughs> Um, SoundCloud is a bit limited when it comes to distribution, and I, that's why I put the uh, poll up on Sound. Uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter before about what everyone listens on. So unfortunately, SoundCloud came in second place, but it was the far second place because most of our listeners listen on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. Mm. So with that being the case, our SoundCloud users. Uh, come next week, we're going to be using uh, a distribution. Well, we're going to be hosted on a website called Anchor. Anchor, however, pushes to many, many, many more uh, podcast fronts, which includes iHeartRadio. And most importantly, and we've been trying to get this for a yeah. while now, Spotify. So uh, the changes, expect them next week. I'm going to be working hard this weekend to get everything moved and all that stuff. Thanks, Dave. Um, no problem. Thanks, Dave. Veronica and Beth and our listeners <laughs> that are also saying thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so with that being said. And, and we have a game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're in Phil. Oh, no. Philadelphia is in Montreal tomorrow. The Philadelphia Gritties will be uh, facing off. It's, it's the last back-to-back of the month. Because after this, we have three days off until a game against Arizona at home. And then we have almost two weeks off with the bye week combined with the uh, NHL All-Star break. And then we're in February already. But the happy hour will still be around. Yes, we will. We will still have episodes every week. Gosh darn it. And that's it. Now we're way over time. I'm tired speaking. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Oh my god. Oh my god.